Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here. Today's show is brought to you by Amazon.com. And why is it brought to you by Amazon.com? Because if you go to the Mazodcast website and click on the Amazon banner, we get a sweet, wet taste of them dollar bills. So if you're purchasing drugs or prostitutes or... Well, anything else you can get on Amazon, I assume all those things are available. Do it through the Mazodcast Amazon banner and let us wet our beak. M-I-Z. And a throw. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson. And he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. It don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. With me, as always, is Demarcus Aces tackling dummy, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? Not joining us today is a Brian Goers who's suffering from onchiomycosis, which is obviously we all know is a rotten toenails, and uh, so he he couldn't walk it over today. Mm-hmm. That's tough. And instead, though, we do have Caleb Bungart, who is a Springfield megachurch pastor, to join us to talk a little <laughs> bit about today's game. Thanks for being here, Caleb. Hallelujah. <laughs> so it's football week, and I guess uh, we can technically say in week one, Mizzou got a win. Yeah, but welcome to the show, to Caleb. I wanted to make sure for the fans to know that Caleb has is in no way qualified to speak about Mizzou football in any authority, just mm-hmm. as me and Brendan are. Mm-hmm. Not. We wanted to keep so, it on a level playing field. Yeah, now, absolutely. None of us are uh, really qualified to be here. So let's all talk authoritatively about Mizzou football now. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, <laughs> let's do this. I have answers on everything. I think when we saw the uh, Mizzou defense play, we are as authoritative of a figure as anybody as far as you know making decisions about how this team should be run. Yeah, hot dog water diarrhea play. I think mm-hmm. is how you would describe that. Hot Hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. garbage. Yeah, so uh, Missouri did get the win today against uh, Missouri State, who is the FCS team from Springfield, Missouri, we talked about in our pregame show. But the bad side about this game, and what we – I don't know if we ever feared it, but we certainly didn't expect it. We gave up 43 points to uh, Missouri State. And 35 of those were in the first half. <laughs> It was pretty pathetic. If someone had told me I was going to be this disheartened about our football team after a twenty-nine point win, a seventy points, I'd said, "Wow, that's hard to imagine." Yeah. But then again, here we are. <laughs> you look at Twitter, and it did seem like we lost the game, and mm-hmm. even not we didn't win by twenty-nine points. But it was just because if we could let this team score forty-three on us, yeah, dear God, when SEC people come into town, yeah, well, South Carolina being first and foremost coming in next week with a 
tremendous looking offense. If you watched that game last night against NC State, they looked really good. Their quarterback looks really good. Their skill position players look really good. And our defense looked like hot fucking garbage. If you, get, if you almost garbage. cover the spread and score, you know, 70 something points and they score 40, you've got problems on the defensive side. <laughs> yeah. On the thing about that South Carolina game, I don't think a lot of people realize is NC State is pretty good. They took Clemson to overtime last year. They were only mm-hmm. seven and five, but they're a team that can play with anybody. You know, they're sort yeah. of giant killers. So they're not Missouri State. They're not Missouri State. And because I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, well, South Carolina didn't look that great. Well, South Carolina had a lot more competition than we did. I don't know. I watched that game and I mean, they did stumble at times, but their offense, I mean, they don't have much on defense probably. I mean, either from what I saw, but boy, as badly as our defense played, let's kind of get into that. Mm. The game itself. You mean we're going to talk about the Missouri defense? Let's talk about, let's talk about the game. We start out with a, Touchdown, first play mm-hmm. from scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, this is what we'd all expected and hoped for. You know, I think 16 seconds were off the clock, and Missouri was in the end. I think you'd said, Caleb, you'd settled in for an entertaining game when you heard that first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they started off like new love. It was hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then we immediately gave up a touchdown, yeah. and that was pretty much the first half, just trading blows with and Missouri people were, State. But people were angry after that first touchdown drive because it was a good sustained drive. Oh, yeah, they grounded it down like, our throat. like, what the fuck's going on with this defense? Figure it out, boys. And it happened on again and again and again. And not only did we trade touchdowns, Colin, but when we traded touchdowns, we were behind by a point because after our touchdown, Tucker McCann, our famous kicker, Missed the extra point. And then proceeded okay. to kick it out of bounds on the, on the uh, kickoff. Which he did later in the game as well. Yep. And he proceeded to make the rest of his extra points, made a field goal, uh, kicked a lot of them through the back. It was deja day. vu all over again. Yeah, I mean, but he, he, for all the good he does, the amount of points that son of a bitch has left off the board in mm-hmm. his year and one game that he's been here has been atrocious. Yeah. So the thing that scares me the most about this, Colin, and I know we're kind of skipping around a little bit, but we knew what we had going into this game. We knew we would probably have a strong offense. We had a lot of returners. We had a, you know, experienced offense. We had a defense that was one of the worst in college football. I think ranked 118th last year. I think, yeah, I think we were officially were the worst. And we had an absolute crapshoot of a fucking kicking game. Mm-hmm. So we think, oh, we got 10 months off from last November to now the first of September. Nothing has changed. And if anything, the defense has gotten worse. Start out with the defense more specifically. One of the things that concern me the most, we went to the game yesterday. I think it's fans who weren't in the stadium. It's easy for them to be a little more positive because when you're watching on, on the television, they show you the line of scrimmage. They show you specific parts of the field. When you can see the whole field and you can see how much the defensive backs and the linebackers were running around with no real clue where they were supposed to be or what they're supposed to be doing on half of those plays it's scary so you may they may show you a player get beat in the highlight but what they don't show you is that half of the rest of the defense also didn't know what the fuck they were supposed to be doing half of the other defense was out of position it um, appeared to be that their their attempt to um, confuse Missouri State offense was to give them so many options available <laughs> that he didn't know what to do with the ball. Yeah. Who should I go to? Yeah. They're all open. It's almost like two defensive play calls came in to yeah. two different people, and they mm-hmm. each called one. Yeah. the um, They fucked their whole world up. It was their paralysis by analysis yes. sort of situation. They wanted to mm-hmm. want to give that quarterback so many options, that was running back so many options, they just didn't know what to do with themselves. The biggest thing that concerned me in the first half is – it wasn't publicized. Barry Odom didn't talk about it. Devontae Cross didn't talk about it, this trying to change the defense again. Right. But that defense in the first half looked very suspiciously like the fucking defense they tried to shoehorn in last year. And they're just, they're doing it again. They're just not telling us because I didn't, 
It wasn't like I saw four down linemen rushing towards the quarterback. It looked like a lot of stand them up, try to shuck it, fill that running lane, which did not work. That, that was what concerned me. I was like, is this looks, doesn't look like we've got four down linemen going after the quarterback. This mm-hmm. looks like we've got one of our defensive ends rushing. The other defensive end is backpedaling, standing up. Two middle D tackles are again, trying to stand guys up, shuck and, and read react. Demonte Cross horse shit. That mm-hmm. is what it looked like. And maybe I'm wrong. I'm certainly not a football expert. We established that at the beginning of the show and basically We've through the entire set for three years. Yeah. 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 But it looked a lot like to me, we didn't have four down linemen just letting the dogs loose. It looked like the same old fucking hot garbage. Hot garbage. We called a timeout at one point on that third and 25 when they scored the touchdown. I mean, oh, yeah. To let them gather themselves. <laughs> that worked out real well for us. a touchdown after you call that day. Well, yeah, there there were a few. I mean, obviously, Collins focusing on the scheme, but, I mean, you look at the individual units, and I think the unit that was least hot garbage, hot, hot, I guess, would be the line. And then, the well, I'll get back up. The secondary took tons of heat right mm-hmm. away from yep. people on social media, the people watching the game, and rightfully so. They were fucking terrible. Aceus especially was just terrible. But I'm watching the game again on television in slow-mo. You see those linebackers, and they were fucking train wreck, too. Well, the linebacker, the Missouri State was running all this misdirection shit behind the line. Hey, there's a, a wide receiver coming through on an end-around. There's a running back getting a fake handoff. Is it a pass? Is it a handoff? Is it an end-around? They gave our defense a lot of looks, and our linebackers were clueless. They bit on everything. And then when they would hand the ball off, we were completely out of position. And I don't know if Eric Beisel is in the is in uh, the doghouse, or Eric Beisel just isn't very good, and Kale Garrett is better. But this guy's supposed to be a captain of our team. He runs his mouth like he's a big fucking deal and probably paid 10% of the defensive snaps this game. Mm-hmm. Like, are we sandbagging Derek Beisel? We just don't want him on the field. We don't want to show off what a fucking missile he is, or is he just not that good and he needs to shut up? Because, listen, I love me some Eric Beisel to this point, but if you're not good enough to get on the fucking field on this defense, then shut up. You don't get to talk anymore. <laughs> well, t- I, Terry Beckner Jr. was not in on a lot He of was play. in more. He changed his position number. That caught me early in the game. He went he from went a number like 79, 79 to, to number five. He's oh. number five now. Oh. And so I watched him on the line, and I'm just like, oh. But you know, the thing that stuck out to me once I realized he has a new number is like he didn't stick out to me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, especially yeah. in that first half. But again, I think that's part of the scheme. I don't think Terry Beckner was supposed to go full head of steam at the quarterback. I really feel like this old scheme is trying to be sneaked up on us. The scary thing about it is that Beckner was a lot of the talk before the season started about it. If he stays healthy, he was going to be the guy we all expected him to be. And if he couldn't be that guy against this fucking team, Where's, where are we going to see him fucking show up and be like, oh, Terry Beckner Jr. changed the course of that game? Well, I think it's after watching the game, I think a lot of his scheme. I think Terry Beckner Jr., like Charles Harris last year, will come alive when they finally decide that trying to get to the quarterback is probably the best direction to go for this defense and has been for, you know, two decades. Mm-hmm. If you can't tackle, you might as well get to the quarterback. That's what it looks like to me. Well, absolutely. And that's the thing. You give these, the defensive backs took a lot of heat as the linebackers, because now they were forced, the safeties and the corner, but corners were forced to play linebacker and try to tackle, which they are obviously not good at. If you watch the game, they also weren't good in coverage. I mean, at least two of those throwing touchdowns for Missouri state were just complete blown coverages. Mm-hmm. AC and AC. number 11, I can't remember his fucking name is who actually had a middling game for a freshman, <laughs> a couple different plays, Jordan. So I don't remember. That was on Ulmer, was it? Either way, they didn't know where they were supposed to be. The Mizzou fans who are trying to put salve on this wound and trying to polish this turd 
are going well in the second half. They scored one touchdown, or that was it. And they we made adjustments down and fixed it. I was like, you're right. They did make adjustments. They started coming after the quarterback in the second half, which was good. But a lot of it was just purely attrition. Oh, the, the, the cramps. Yeah, the, the cramps. I mean, you could just see exhausted. Missouri State had been playing athletes who were better than them and had been given their all, and they were beat up. You know, yeah. not a whole lot changed. They ran uh, out of orange slices at halftime. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't realize how quickly they'd burn through them in that yeah. first half. Playing a, a if they had power orange five slices, opponent. we'd have been in for a second half, we wouldn't believe. Yeah. Well, talking about the rosy glasses about the way the defense performed and the lack of the Arena League scores mm-hmm. in the second half, I was irritated at Barry Odom's press conference after the game, the post-game show. He was all smiles. He acted like it was the greatest thing ever. And he, he told the press right out of the gate, he's like, we're 1-0. You can't take the smile off my face today or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I don't, you, first of all, that shows you that you absolutely expect them to come at you. Because well, I mean, basically, he's, he's heard our criticism of him being a dour prick. Yeah, <laughs> he just maybe. wants to put on a smileier face. But the, the, of course, it was like two different worlds were at each other. He was talking about how great everything was. And the press would ask questions like, about that defense, about that defense coach. And it was like, oh yeah, the real world that everybody else saw. Mm-hmm. And they asked about the blown coverages. And he said, oh yeah, we got to fix that. We can fix that. Uh, you know, guys were coming off the field and we're like, Ah, oh, coach, you know, nine times out of ten, I, I don't, you know, I don't make a mistake. I was like, nine times out of ten, they had nine times out of ten on the field today, and nine times out of ten, they fucked it up. You know, yeah. don't tell me that it's a one-time mistake by those guys. They were fucking it up every goddamn time. Demarcus Acey should not be on the field. Colin, you talked about it uh, <clears throat> when we were at the game. There were two problems in the secondary. One was the, obviously the blown coverages and the shitty tackles, which we haven't even talked about how bad the fucking mm-hmm. tackling was. But it wasn't just that; they also looked slow. Yeah, they and looked, that's not coaching. That's recruiting. Yeah, the well, I walked to the bathroom at halftime, saying to Brennan, "This defense looks slow and confused." And I hope part of the reason they look slow is because they're so goddamn confused. Because if they're not, they're just too goddamn slow for the SEC. They can't tackle. That's pretty obvious. Lee, the linebacker, he is terrible. Terribly, he cannot yeah. fucking do anything. I noticed that too. On Garrett is. I, I saw people giving Garrett a little. Oh, he looked like he he played okay. It's like he missed as many plays as he made. Mm-hmm. He made. He got a, he got hit somebody in the backfield one time on a run blitz, but I mean, he didn't do anything great. The one upside I saw on this defense was the linebacker, the junior transfer on the other side, Pruitt. He knew where he's supposed to be. He made some nice pumps. You didn't often find him out of position. Now he didn't do anything today that made you go, wow, that guy jumps off the screen. But by the very fact that he seemed to know his assignment and wrap up on tackles made him far and away the best linebacker on the field. I, I think on the line, you know, we had Rashad Brandon who stood out. Yeah, everybody's been talking about him. He's fast off the ball, great first step. I mean, he is. Mm-hmm. He fires off the ball. One of the highlights I was watching, he kind of threw a swim move in there on the interior mm-hmm. defensive line. I thought, whoo, that's sweet. He you gets know? off the ball fast. Really fast. Yeah. To the point, he gets off the ball so fast, you go, was he offside? Yeah, absolutely. And he, <laughs> he overruns the play sometimes, but yeah. at least he's getting there. Yeah, and, and you talk about number 11, Jordan Ulmer. Compared to AC, I feel like he's a little bit more – I mean, you don't want it to happen, but he's a little bit more excusable at the safety position because it was his first fucking game he's ever played in his fucking life in the collegiate level. But, God damn, the and combination Cheryl, of those guys. Cheryl's played serviceably. Serviceably. Right. You know, he wasn't a standout. My biggest problem with AC and really all the defensive backs is every time a route went to the inside, they let their receiver have the inside position every fucking time. That was just an easy completed pass. They're never in front. They're on the back of him. I mean, they just, the quarterback gets pitch and catch because mm-hmm. you've let them have inside position. They've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it's terrifying. I think everybody who made their predictions, the rosy, you know, predictions, mm-hmm. oh, we could go eight wins this year, seven wins. 
I think you have Including to us. Yeah, absolutely. I think you can, you can tell everybody you get a mulligan, make new picks now after mm-hmm. you've seen this defense because it can't compete. Well, and the sad thing is, is imagine take the defense from two years ago mm-hmm. and put it with this offense. Yeah. And then everybody's going, Jesus Christ, we're going to win the East again. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just tumescent. Why can we not string a fucking unit together? You know, why do we have to shit defense, the worst defense in the world with a killer offense or the worst offense in the fucking world with a killer defense? It was, we're the most bizarre team in the fucking nation for the past going on four years now. I don't know. It's fucking frustrating as hell. And the fact is, we haven't even talked about the offense, which killed it. I mean, they did everything you could absolutely want. I mean, people were excited about it, but you're supposed to be good against a team mm-hmm. like this and a fucking FCS team. And so they were good. Great. But really all that good offense did and, and drew locks seven touchdown passes. What it did is put a bandaid over how shitty the defense was from a national media perspective, because mm-hmm. I think. A lot of the people who were never going to watch this game, they look at the score and it's going, God damn, Missouri put up 72 points. Well, that wallpaper's over a little bit about the fact that our defense is fucking garbage. Us worried about the rest of the season. We are less concerned about the fucking 72 points and more concerned about the fact that we gave up 40. Yeah, I had a guy on the online tell me I wasn't a true fan because I'm being so negative. And it's yeah. like, no, I'm just being realistic. I'm, I'm using my goddamn eyes mm-hmm. and going, this defense did played horribly in the first half. In the second half, didn't play much better. And despite what he, the, his point basically being is like, we, we only gave up one touchdown and blah, 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 blah. We really locked it up. I'm like, yeah, but here's a perfect, for instance, like seven minutes left in the third quarter. It's third down and like five. We run three down linemen. We drop 10 into coverage. And there is a number nine for Miss, or Missouri State is running wide open, a drag route right across the middle. We literally have three linebackers with their backs turned to him. And every defensive back collapsing on a tight end. Nobody is covering this fucking guy. And thank Christ, their quarterback throws it slightly high. The guy misses it third down. They're like, well, Missouri got to stop there. It's like, no, they had literally no less than four people out of position on that play. No less than four people with their backs turned to a receiver who is wide open. That's not good. And you can say I'm being fucking negative, And I can say you're being a fucking Pollyanna. Because if you're not looking at that going... Jesus Christ, that could have been bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All but, they're looking at is going, oh, we got it. We got off we the got field. Stop. Yeah. It's like, we didn't get a stop. We literally had four people out of position on that play. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people who look at being a sports fan as, as being like a political party junkie. Pun, pundit, yeah. yeah. It's like you're, you could have to, your side's never wrong. Their side is always wrong. And no, that's not the way the fucking world works. Sometimes your side is fucked up. <laughs> and uh, we were fucked up today. And uh, I mean, we're, almost 20 minutes into this show and all we've done is complain and we want we scored 72 points it's insane well let's, what team is like this quickly for the break let's let's just go through what we were happy with the offense oh you score i mean throw seven touchdowns and start the game off hot like that i mean you got to be happy with that 200 yards rushing it's it's a the offense is clicking and, and then, yeah it wasn't just starting off hot i mean shit we we really never quit scoring touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> I think that they put the brakes on a lot of, I mean, first of all, one thing I noticed about the offense is we ran a very reduced playbook. We, yes. we only had a few plays that we used to get. It was simple as hell. Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously we didn't want to show a lot of our um, ass to, before we got into SEC play, but like that screen pass to like Moore or Johnson. Yeah. Jonathan Johnson. That was three like, yards behind the line. We could score a touchdown on that. At any time, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean. They can well, Jonathan Johnson's a blocking machine. Yes. He was driving guys into the turf on those plays. Mm-hmm. He may need to play defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed with the running backs. Oh God, yeah. Roundtree and Crockett look very good, but that's about it. I mean, the receivers well, did what I, they're I supposed say, to do. Drew Locke 
while he had a record setting day, didn't look like he was just like super in command of every, I mean, I don't know what I'm looking yeah. for. Andrew. I, I don't I'm ready for he him. To, great to me. Well, I mean, I'm just ready. I just want him to take control. I want him to be yeah. Chase Daniel out there kind of like directing traffic and really just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either because it, 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 I mean, I, it, yeah, it's very hard to complain about Here's Drew what I Lock want, in any capacity. Though. I'm not complaining about Drew Lock. Here's what I want. I want that game against an SEC opponent because I've sure. seen that game from Drew Lock. Yeah, yeah. I want that game against an SEC yeah, opponent because I, it's just smoke and mirrors until it is. I think that's right because what we've seen today, yesterday, was all the problems we had last year and an additional problem we had last year was those gaudy numbers we put up on offense disappeared when we played Florida and LSU. And if we haven't fixed anything else, there's no reason to think we haven't fixed that as well. And so when the good teams come all of a sudden, you know, those guys aren't open. All of a sudden those screen passes get stuffed behind the line of scrimmage. You know, all of a sudden the tight ends aren't uh, available. You know, all of a sudden Ish Witter gets stopped at the line of scrimmage like he did today. So we'll see, we'll see on that front, but at least they did what they were supposed to do yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah games like this make me flash back to watching Varsity Blues. Mm-hmm. And they're Everything in the locker room feeling flash. each other's muscles. And Kilmer says, nobody gives a fuck about your muscles when they're so happy about winning. And they played like shit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> everybody in the locker room's great. But on the outside, they played a shitty game. Yeah. I'm sure it didn't affect how many blowjobs they got after the game. No, absolutely But it not. should have. That's mm-hmm. always my point. I would. It's like these sorority it. girls should have more football analysis and knowledge to know that like, no, Mr. AC, you're not getting a, getting a slob knob job because mm-hmm. you played like shit today. Can you imagine it? Like a discerning Jersey chasing whore. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, uh, you know, how I usually let you fuck me in the ass. I'm only going to let you put the tip in today because I'm still a whore. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. But, uh, but I'm discerning. <laughs> I'm discerning whore. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Why, uh, that was rough. That was brutal mm-hmm. for one and oh. I feel like we didn't even talk about the game. No, we got a lot more game to talk about, but we, uh, we need to cool off a little bit. So let's take yeah. our first break. We'll be back with a little bit more Kansas news and we're talking about the rest of the SEC, uh, for the first time this season. And until then, this is the Mazodcast. Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. The Mazodcast, your source for contagious erectile dysfunction. Well, I always heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. Let's do a little Kansas news. That's uh, going to be an exciting way to wash that taste out of our mouth from the uh, big defensive disaster we saw. First story is Kansas man found guilty in pizza spitting case. A former employee of a business in central Kansas has been found guilty of threatening to spit on a customer's pizza. Hmm. A 27-year-old Jacob Omacht was found guilty Wednesday of threatening to contaminate food. Maybe I'm just confused, but I thought 40% of all Kansas pizza was spit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, spit or spittle. (laughs) 
<laughs> you wouldn't want to contaminate the jerk off on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't want to muddle it. Yeah, I ordered sperm. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect any spittle. Uh, trial testimony says Omak texted his mother-in-law in February that he had spit on pizza he made for a police officer at Casey's General Store, which is obviously the best pizza place in all of Kansas. Absolutely. Uh, Omak reportedly knew his former mother-in-law did not like the officer. So a little, you know, way to get in good with the old mm-hmm. mother-in-law. Sure. Hock a loogie on the police pizza. You know you're married into a good family when your mother-in-law knows a cop well mm-hmm. and doesn't like him. Yeah. Former mother-in-law, too. So what is that about? <laughs> and, you know, being the, the good friend to the guy that she was, she reported the text to the Kansas Bureau of Investigation. And Jesus. Surveillance oh. footage confirmed the officer purchased a pizza Ormock had made around the time the text was sent. Probably shortened her probation by at least six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> For whatever she's guilty She's of. an informant. <laughs> yeah. It's probably one of the hottest cases in Kansas going right now. Olathe man sentenced for cashing checks to pay undocumented workers. An Olathe, Kansas man was sentenced Wednesday to time served three years for cashing millions of dollars worth of checks to pay undocumented workers for installing drywall, according to, you guessed it, U.S. Attorney Tom Beal. He's a favorite. <laughs> that guy keeps busy in Kansas. Jose Torres Garcia, age 53, pleaded guilty to one count of harboring and encouraging aliens to reside in the U.S. unlawfully and one count of operating an unlicensed money transmitting business. In his plea, he admitted he cashed checks for construction crew leaders so they could pay themselves and their crew. Operating from his business at Boost Mobile in Olathe, Torres Garcia received checks made payable to Jose R. Torres Drywall, even though he was not in the drywall business. You know what? I'm, 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 my mind has changed. Build that wall. Build that wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe Trump's right. He deposited the checks and distributed cash back to the crew leaders for distribution among the workers. Investigators determined that approximately... $14 million passed through his account the Damn. last two years. That's a shit ton of sheetrock. <laughs> it really the is. Wrong business. Yeah, especially in Kansas where the dollars... You can know. afford a lot of Boost Mobile with that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? It's, it strikes me as strange because I thought they all lived in mud huts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sheetrock, huh? Yeah, I know. Moving I on up. Moving just, on up. It's just straw-based mud adobe. Yeah, you know, exactly. their houses up. So, yeah, you know, things are looking up in Kansas. Kansas man caught after escaping jail. Lawrence, Kansas, a man who escaped from jail, has been apprehended in eastern Kansas and returned to custody. The Lawrence Journal World reported that 39-year-old George Burgess Jr. escaped from Leavenworth County Jail through a side door in July while on a work detail. That says something about the security measures at this Kansas. <laughs> yeah. How did he escape? Did he dig a tunnel like Andy, Andy Dufresne? Dufresne? Or did, you know, did he scale a wall with gunshots firing at him? No, he walked out a side door. <laughs> <laughs> Major Jim Shirley says Burgess was in jail on a misdemeanor count of battery. Lawrence Police Department statement says officers responded to a call reporting a wanted person at large Sunday. Police said Burgess was located riding a bicycle and attempted to flee by bicycle and then on foot after seeing approaching officers. <laughs> bicycle escape. Walk out a door, get a bicycle. It's really... It, it makes me it's feel not like the, the, it's not exactly a Nicolas Cage break in and breakout situation. <laughs> yeah, but it's close. It makes me feel like maybe the movies kind of like exaggerate how this really goes. Mm-hmm. People just walk outside doors and escape on bicycles. No, I think it's exactly like the movies most of the time. But in Kansas, yeah, it's it's door. It's like, I imagine the door too, not like a, a, a big heavy prison door, but like a, just a sweat green door, mm-hmm. the old kind that didn't have. <laughs> Pong, 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 slaps yeah. in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> Police apprehended Burgess without further incident and returned him 
to jail. So mm. all's well that ends well. I hope he missed. I hope he he was missing that sodomy because he's back to it. <laughs> It'd better if he was serving pizzas at Casey's. When yeah. They found him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it slowed him. All the sodomy did slow him down on that bicycle seat. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. it's a tough Boy. ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he just took the seat off altogether, Brent, because he's so used to paying. Call my hemorrhoids. <laughs> Kansas woman's Tinder date steals dog. <laughs> instead of stealing We've her heart, we've all been there. <laughs> instead of stealing her heart, this Tinder date stole family's dog. The 18-year-old victim was dog sitting at a house in the Lenexa when she invited over her Tinder arranged date. He showed up with another man she was not expecting. The woman became distracted by one of the men while the other was alone in the house, police said. Shortly after the two men left, she discovered the family dog, a two-year-old white female Maltese named Maggie, why that's important to the story I will not know, was stolen. Also missing were a laptop and an Amazon package. Well, I'd say there's two things that I would have put in the headline before I got to the dog. Mm-hmm. So the thing that finds me funny here is like two guys show up instead of one. It's like, it's Tinder, sweetheart. Were you really that shocked? You, it was trains. Yeah. You know, it was train times. Yeah. Did they check the peanut butter, see if it was missing? Too? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think it's a really, uh, talk about embarrassing to get swiped left whenever they're more interested in the dog than they are your well, pussy. Here's what we're missing in this story is okay. that she's house-sitting at a home that is not hers. Correct. She's getting a Tinder date, and for at all of us house. know what Tinder is, it is just a, hey, do you want to come over and fuck a stranger? Mm-hmm. She was going to fuck a stranger. On at- someone else's couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. Yep. Just, I wonder if he came over with a Casey's Pizza. <laughs> Casey's Pizza and said, I'm ready to jizz up this couch. <laughs> let's, get this, let's get this party started. She's like, great. I don't have to wash it. <laughs> <laughs> is it scotch guarded who cares yeah that's right all right our last story for the day colin this is an important one kansas football kansas played its first game of the year too colin and a little shocking they played southeast missouri state mm, and uh, our house yeah we're familiar with them directional schools are tough <laughs> well it seems like they are to us <laughs> former directional schools. anyway kansas won the game 38 to 16 one and zero on the young season. These Jays. You know what? They must be moving in the right direction. I mean, they couldn't have beat that team last year. I mean, <laughs> I mean, true. Before, in true. all honesty, this is like this is probably a sign of improvement. Now, don't get me wrong; they're not probably going to win a single game in the Big Twelve. But mm-hmm. David Beatty seems to have things on the right track. Well, they only gave up sixteen points. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, it's only two months till basketball season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's what a lot of our fans are have saying. Have you been right to now. the Kansas Stadium? There's just a giant ticker. Oh it's yes, <laughs> absolutely. How long till- <laughs> it just tells you how long till basketball. <laughs> they don't even have a jumbotron. It's just a clock that says <laughs> till basketball season. Yeah, it's like the episode of Twenty Four. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for Kansas news. Well, let's switch back to the Tigers game now, and uh, we have a special guest on the phone, guys. Head coach Barry Odom did call in uh, kindly to talk to us about the game today. Coach Odom, are you on the line? Yeah, boys, what's going on? Well, Coach, congratulations on your first win of the year, first of all, I should say. Uh, It was a decisive win anyway, 29-point victory, but we've been talking about this thing, and uh, we've really got some question marks about your defense this year. All right, boys, you're not going to be able to wipe a smile off my face. Seven-point win, we we, we gave them hell, you know, and uh, I'm proud of the boys. They worked hard, they did well, and, uh, you know, you can't complain about that. Well, I mean, there are a few things to complain about, Coach. I mean, we gave up 43 points to an FCS school, which is middling at best last season. What? I mean, yeah, I mean, Missouri State is. How many points? 43. That son of a bitch. DeMonte Cross told me they scored 17 points. Well, goddamn, Coach, you were right there on the sidelines. You didn't see that? Listen, fellas, I'm, I'm concentrating on the game. It's hard to look. I mean, look at the school board, sir. 
you know, I don't pussies, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about football. Yeah, but I mean, looking at this field, I would think that you would see those guys getting into the end zone many, many times. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, boys. I know a lot about football on the defensive side. Yeah. But I'm not even sure what a touchdown's worth. So when he, he told me 17 points, it seemed right because they were in the end zone, I'd say roughly 17 times. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, a, t- a touchdown actually counts for six, Coach. and so Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I'd known that. Yeah, well, it's something we wish you'd known, too. I mean, it, w- it was kind of ugly, particularly that secondary. Uh, I-, I was going to ask you about uh, DeMarcus Acey because he just didn't seem to know what he was doing out there, and he couldn't yeah, tackle. DeMarcus, he was confused out there. He played terribly. He, he played Nasty and flattered and hammered shit. Boy, I mean, he was bad. He was bad. What are you going to do between now and week two about about his performance, about the, all the secondary's performance? Well, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I went online, and they sell what's called performance-enhancing drugs <laughs> on what's called the dark internet. And if you, are you familiar with the dark internet, boys? You, well, you're, you're good with them computers and stuff. I mean, you're calling me on one or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the dark web has got stuff that they claim We'll make football players better football players. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I've heard of these, Coach, and I don't know that – certainly I don't think it's something you ought to really look into. And secondly, I don't think you should broadcast Why not? them. Well, well there's, there's rules against it, and some of it's illegal. Well, Jesus Christ, I'm just – everything I find out is how, how stringent are the rules? Well, I mean, I think uh, even the guys who, who do it, they certainly don't broadcast it on podcasts or other forms of media to uh, tell the world that it's happening. Back to the drawing board, I guess. <laughs> so that was your grand plan to fix the defense was by performance yeah, enhancing drugs the, on the you dark web. Took a shit in my mess kit here, boys. I'm telling you what, I thought I had it all figured out. Yeah, well, we were hoping you'd had it figured out before this week one, but uh, you no, know, listen, I got more days to figure it out. I mean, surely there's something else we can do. I mean, gosh. Uh, I'll think something up. Don't you worry, Mizzou fans. I'm, I'm on top of it. We were wondering about your defensive scheme. It looked a lot like last year's failed scheme that you let DeMonte Cross put in place last year, and it looks like it was all over uh, happening again. What? No, no, no. That's, uh, uh, that's, uh, that's crazy crazy talk. Don't, uh, no, no, it was definitely not the same scheme. We're Co- definitely going after it. No, 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 absolutely not. No, no. Co- Coach, you seem uh, a little defensive. You saw that? Yeah, I mean, we watched the game. I, it, it wasn't there. I mean, it's like I, you boys must be crazy. Yeah, I don't know that we are. Certainly, the results. Uh, Demonte, they're on to us. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. no, it's good. It's good. I mean, we're doing doing uh, exactly what we did last year at the end of the season. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. Tell us about Drew Locke and his performance. He certainly he set a, a record. You said they wouldn't know. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Hey, we can hear you, did coach. You know, touchdowns were six points. Coach, we can hear Sorry, you. Sorry, I was. You're talking to Demonte. We can hear you. No, 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 no. That I, what, that's I'm alone. Uh, I'm I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's switch gears. Let's talk about Drew Locke. He was a uh, he was doing a hell of a hey, job. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Drew Locke. Uh, he he did really well. And he set Tiger records. Uh, what do you think about Drew Locke coming into his junior season? What do you expect? Well, I mean, he he does everything you you want a quarterback to do. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, especially uh, knowing how much. Uh, Touchdowns are worth now. I got to think he probably set some records yesterday. He My did, goodness, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, they were worth six for us too. Thankfully. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's fair. You know, makes it, sense. <laughs> All right, Coach Well, uh, before we let you go, tell us how you're preparing for South Carolina next week. Uh, they're going to be a tough in conference opponent, in division opponent early in the season. And after what we saw last week, we're a little nervous. <clears throat> oh well, you know we're going to, you know, obviously going to watch a lot of film. We're going to try to get uh, these defenders a little more coached up. 
you know, and to just prepare like tigers do. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had a, a local liquor store uh, just dropped off a, several cases of stag. Me and the boys are going to get together. The coaches, that is, not the boys, boys, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going we're gonna to watch some game film and uh, figure it all out. I mean, listen, the truth is, is what we're really hoping at is just, you know, Will Muschamp is a Will Muschamp, and we all know what that means. He's a fucking stone-cold idiot. And so we're hoping that will work out for us. And, uh, you know, so really we're – it's not about what we do. You're not going to hear Coach say this, Ralph, but it's not all we do. It's about what they do. <laughs> so you're taking no responsibility for it? Absolutely not. Okay. No, no, no. You know me. I'm, boys, I'm a stand-up guy. It's, it's all on me. You know, as I told everybody after the game, you know, the defense didn't do what we'd like it to do, and that's me. That's all on me. Don't don't point your guns anywhere else. You know, that's that's my fault. You know, and ultimately it is, whether it's because I coached them wrong or because I hired a mentally handicapped defensive coordinator <laughs> you know either way that that comes down to me well coach uh, we appreciate your uh, very mature response to that and we look forward to talking to you again good luck against south carolina and the rest of this 2017 season yeah let's give them hell boys m-i-z all right z-o-u well fellas i have to say uh, that didn't inspire a ton of no. confidence in me no i don't feel a whole lot better after talking to coach odom and learning that he didn't know how much it touched him i'm glad he I'm knows like, now though yeah, yeah. you got to figure it if, out if the mazadcast does nothing else this year mm-hmm. we'll have done that yeah and i mean he is a defensive coach so what we yeah. know about touchdowns i mean let's give him a break yeah sure let's switch gears now to uh beyond mizzou a little bit and let's look at you know there was a whole world of football going on particularly in our uh, conference the sec so let's take a little trip around the horn with the sec jesus loves football And uh, proud to debut the new and revamped Paul Feinbot for this segment. So let's fire him up. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Welcome back, Paul. Let's get started. All, All right. right. All right. So, Caleb, you want to run down the uh, the scores this week for uh, around the SEC? Absolutely. Well, last night I watched a bit of the Florida State-Alabama game, which if you want to see defense, you got a lot of it in that game. Alabama. Yeah, the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide wins. 24-7 to over Florida State. Yeah, Alabama. This, this was uh, not the game I think people were hoping for. No, it, it was a defensive uh, struggle, basically. Florida State's quarterback got hurt, but it wouldn't have mattered anyway. I was watching the SEC. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Paul, you don't want to laugh at people getting injured. The SEC network is uh, last night after the game was over, and uh, they couldn't just heap enough praise on Alabama's quarterback through, who threw for a blistering 96 yards. You're right. <laughs> so I was a little bit uh, surprised Hurts. by that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it was, a, what, number one versus number three? It was the preeminent matchup in college football, and uh, it was not exactly how everybody expected it to go, but uh, Alabama came out on top. Yeah, Alabama, once again, looks like they will be a uh, absolute – Painting the balls for everyone in college football. You're right about that. Stadium in Atlanta looks awesome, though. Yeah, yeah it sure does. Okay, who we, we got? We got uh, Florida and Michigan with mm-hmm. uh, Florida going down to Michigan because they have absolutely zero offense in Florida. They're they're terrible offensively. You're right. I, I um, am shocked, and I know me and Caleb talked about this earlier. I was like, how does Florida not have a quarterback mm-hmm. ever? I I mean, like, they, they ran that. Time. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. They, they sold their soul for Tim Tebow back in the day. Yeah, they never right. have a quarterback <laughs> you know, again. Faustian bargain. Yes. You know, they uh, had Del Rio kid last year. It was terrible. What gets me is they looked like they were going to have a quarterback, and I cannot remember the damn kid's name that ended up 
transferring to West Virginia mm-hmm. after that first year, but like he looked pretty good. And uh, since he left the program, it has been a comedy of errors as far as who they've got to throw that football. Yeah, and they didn't even know who they were going to put out there until days before the game. And so. Ten people suspended also for this game. So, yeah, uh, the, normal uh, Florida things going on down there. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's not normal about that, Caleb, is that the ten players got suspended. You know, that doesn't yeah. happen in Oklahoma. You know what I mean? I promise you that. I mean, they're and it's not like they were playing Missouri State. They suspended ten players against fucking Michigan. Right. You know, you're talking about that's I don't know, commendable is the right word, but I mean, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Because that doesn't happen in Oklahoma. I mean, what was that guy for Alabama that does not even miss a fucking single moment of football for like a DWI <laughs> or something? I mean, that's that's yeah. pretty remarkable, really. Yeah, well, Nick Saban can do whatever he you know whatever he wants apparently, and it's all it's always fine. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Florida fans are pissed off. Like, oh, our coach is so principled. Yeah, I hate that about him. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Nick Saban. Yeah, no, no, not Nick Saban. Paul. <laughs> Nick Saban. No. He's still got some bugs to work out. Well, I don't think you're ever going to take that out of the phone. No, no, no. If it's going to be like Paul Feinbaum, yeah, he's exactly. going to talk about Nick Saban. And uh, we had South Carolina, a touchdown over North Carolina State, 35-28 yesterday in a matchup for Missouri next week in that South was Carolina. A, that was a game. That was a good game. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't always pretty, but uh, it was – well, let's just put it this way. It basically destroyed any hope I have of us winning next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they, if they put 35 up. I, I like that, bet. <laughs> I will gladly eat my words. You know what I mean? I will gladly eat my words, and everybody can tell me I'm a, a, a naysayer and a, and a doomsday proclamator when we win that game by two touchdowns. But, man, I am not excited about that matchup. <laughs> no. They may put a cock in our mouth. <laughs> <laughs> On to Mississippi State. That's forty nine to nothing. I have no fucking idea who they played. It's yeah. a, ter- a terrible team. They, yeah, there's a. There's... I think it was a school for the deaf and blind out of <laughs> out of Southern Mississippi that they played. But it's forty nine. Forty nine to Dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what that amounted to. Their their quarterback played extremely well um, mm-hmm. and uh, had a very Drew Lockean day, but. Uh, not sure you can glean a lot from that, given the opponent. The Who game. is Drew Locke? He's our quarterback, Paul. No, okay. Yeah, he's, he, again, he doesn't follow Missouri a lot. Well, I mean, I really, when I was programming, there was no reason to put in Missouri information. He mm. wouldn't talk about it anyway. I mean, it's just, yeah. like I said, trying to keep him true to form. I'll pass on watching the Missouri game. <laughs> yeah, of course you will, Paul. <laughs> Thanks for that, Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can move on. Uh, Kentucky, 24-17. Took the win yesterday. I didn't watch any of the Kentucky game. I won't lie. I just watched. I don't know anything about that one. I watched highlights, and their defense looked better than I expected, which is scary to me. Mm -hmm. But again, they were playing a shit opponent. But still, it's like, ooh, yeah, they're playing what South Georgia, Southwestern Georgia. I don't remember who, but a team that beat them last year, Mm -hmm. and uh, they got revenge and looked better than Missouri. At least on the defense. And then uh, number 15, Georgia played, I'm guessing, like an Appalachian State, somebody like that, 31 to 10 on the win on that one, which yeah. isn't a great score for playing a team that's probably an FCS. They did school. lose Eason, though, early. <laughs> but they on. didn't give up 43 points. Yes, they did not give up 43. And they lost, they lost their starting quarterback, Eason. I don't know for how long. I didn't do uh-huh. any research whatsoever because I'm me. <laughs> but um, you're right about that. <laughs> in the. Uh, but yeah, they had a backup quarterback lead them to victory. Yeah, Georgia, we're all at one and zero this so far. No upsets. Nothing going on. Ole Miss beats Southern Alabama, I believe, forty-seven yeah. twenty-seven. Uh, by the grace of God, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, <laughs> they're in the same boat we are, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ole Miss is going to be at the they're bottom. They're going to be the... able to score points, and who knows about the rest. Mm-hmm. But uh, And they can't even pray anymore for victories. No. no. <laughs> it's just a terrible situation. Yeah, well, Hugh Freeze. Mm-hmm. I saw an article. I haven't been following it much, but uh, I guess Hugh Freeze is, shockingly enough, Brennan, that phone call to the escort service was not the only one he made. There were actually, they think there were several of them made. Oh, no kidding. And so a lot of pocket dials. I assume that he's mm-hmm. just trying to save their souls. Yeah, yeah. that's what I, yeah. I, I mean. Just I think we said an early He's show. on a mission. Yeah. He's on a mission to uh, read the good book to them. You're supposed to feet. spread the word of God, and that, yeah. I think that's what he was doing. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you know, the Joel Osteen's of the world are filling a church with people who want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Hugh Freeze is going to the people that are separated from God, maybe not necessarily looking yeah. for him, but he's going to take it to them. <laughs> take it to them hard and long and fast, and sometimes slow, depending yeah. on circumstances, mm-hmm. but he's going to give them God. He's going to give it to them hard and, and long. long. Oh, God, he's going to give them so much God, mm-hmm. and he's going to yeah, blow the fucking sweaty. Holy Spirit all over him. <laughs> That's the way it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. That's the way it has happened. Yeah, if you, talk, <laughs> if you talk to the girls, they'll tell you he just beat the sides up. <laughs> there was nothing long or hard about what Freeze did. You're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> Pushing rope, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number 12, Auburn. They had Georgia Southern. That's who played Georgia Southern. Mm-hmm. Okay, so four, today. Yeah, 41-7, Auburn goes ahead and wins that one yesterday. Yeah, yeah they Georgia didn't look. Southern. They won that game, but I, at least based on the highlights that I have saw on the SEC Network, did not look that impressive doing it. So, mm-hmm. like, fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, I would be have my fingers crossed if we had won 72 to – 10. Yeah, exactly. 17. I would take 72 to 17. Yeah, the, the Monte Cross is a faux score that he gave Barry Odom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Vandy started off the year with a win, 28-6. Against uh, uh, Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee, yeah. yeah I mean, we know they can be tough. Well, that's what I'm saying. They scored like 58 against us. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. sort of scaring me a little bit right there. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah Derek so. Mason has the defense playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no neck. Yes, okay. absolutely. <laughs> and then the final game was LSU right. BYU. LSU twenty seven to Dick again on mm-hmm. BYU. Yeah. yeah. So LSU had no problems with uh, BYU. Yep. The weeble wobble that won't fall down is Ed Ogeron's got those guys mm-hmm. playing good. Yeah, even scoring points. They mm-hmm. took the sheets to them. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so uh, that wraps up the uh, the SEC for this week, and uh, we'll see what we got on the docket for uh, for week two. We still have two games to play in the SEC. Oh, that's uh, a good point. Uh, yeah, Texas we're recording A&M. this on Sunday. Yeah, Texas A&M, UCLA, and then Tennessee, Tennessee plays on Monday. Mm-hmm. So, two, Who's Tennessee play? Tennessee plays Georgia Tech on Monday. On they the could ESPN. very easily lose that game. Georgia mm-hmm. Tech is not world beaters, but they're not a bad football team. They're kind of that NC State it's the uh, matchup. second game to be played in the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium this weekend. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be in Atlanta as well. So that'll be an interesting thing, and I'd like to see Georgia Tech win, frankly. I think they probably should. I mean, so far we, uh, the SEC is uh, undefeated, but I think both of those games could see a loss. Tennessee owes uh, SEC a loss. I mean, yeah. they really do. I, mean, I don't agree. It's on them. <laughs> Paul. Mm-hmm. Son it. of a bitch. Tennessee is still the pick to win the SEC East. Oh, boy, no, Paul. No, not. Paul, that I was last up, year. I didn't update him on that I guess, no. part, I guess. Yeah, I really I let some holes in the software. <laughs> I really thought I'd done a good job. Well, it's hard to get him out of his ruts. Yeah, you know yeah exactly. And on the schedule next week, we've got Kentucky playing Eastern Kentucky. Uh, no, barn burner. Yeah, absolutely. Arkansas, TCU. Too bad Brian's not here. He could tell us all about Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, Eastern yeah. Michigan or whoever the fuck it is. Yeah. yeah. Arkansas, TCU next week. Well, that's not, that could be an interesting game. Well, TCU is um, kind of a dark horse pick for the Big 12. 
because mm-hmm. I, at least from my understanding, is that they're kind of experienced, an older team. They, they've lost some of that uh, flash they had, but they're uh, they're experienced and supposed to be solid. And you never know with Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama has Fresno State. Ooh. Is Derek Carr <laughs> going to be playing for Fresno State? I don't believe Derek's going to suit up for him this week, <laughs> but they may need him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would definitely help. Tennessee plays 3 o'clock in the afternoon still against a team I have no idea who it is. Indiana State probably, the Sycamores, I believe. I don't think Larry Bird's suiting up for them either in that game. <laughs> I don't know that Larry Bird plays football, Caleb. <laughs> I know, but he played for Indiana State. <laughs> And then we've got A&M with a matchup of Nickel State next week. Don't know yeah. much about Nickel State. I know they gave Georgia trouble last year. <laughs> yeah, gave them all they wanted. Mm-hmm. And then we've got uh, Vanderbilt at, and Alabama A&M in a matchup. Vandy going for a 2-0 and start down there. Yeah, and they'll probably get it. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't think Alabama A&M is going to give them much of a game. In terms of great matchups in college football history, this will not qualify. Yeah, and I'm going I'm to say that. was that. a hot take by Paul right there. <laughs> yeah, real hot take. I wonder what he thinks about the Ole Miss-Tennessee-Martin uh, matchup, if that one's going to be a, a great game. I'm going to go out on a limb and let you guys in on a little secret. I don't know much about University of Tennessee Martin football. So it's hard for me to have a great deal of opinions on that. I'm going to say Ole Miss is going to win that one. Uh, Florida, You're right about that. Florida versus Northern Colorado. Mm-hmm. These, Let's be honest. Most of these games are games that we don't even need to pick. We don't need to worry about. And yet they, they still find a way on the Paul Feinbaum show to kick us in the nuts for our non-con schedule. <laughs> I know. Like no, we're, we're literally the one school that schedules shit teams. We're literally trying to struggle for the acronym that is for the school that we're playing. Like, who is this? I don't, I, there's six they, letters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just put a pot leaf up for like Northern Colorado. Yeah. That's yeah. the only reason they got them playing there is to bring in the good weed to Florida. Mm-hmm. I, I like that bet. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mississippi State versus Louisiana Tech mm-hmm. in the final game of the weekend, I believe. You know, Louisiana Tech over the years has at times been um, serviceable. Raging mm-hmm. Cajuns, is that yeah. correct? I don't have any I believe idea. it's the Raging Cajuns. Mm-hmm. So, Eat a lot of mud bugs. I'd like to see <laughs> Cajuns will rage. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sure will. I'd like to see Mississippi State lose. Yeah. Let's say that. Again, not 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 up on uh, Louisiana Tech football. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Well, nobody is. Nobody cares. <laughs> Is that that's that the takes, whole? Uh, that takes care of the schedule for next week. Except we, you know, we didn't go over Mizzou, South Carolina. What but, about Georgia, Notre Dame? Oh, Georgia, Notre Dame. That is on the schedule. Mm-hmm. I, I did not write that one down. Georgia, Notre. <laughs> yeah, Dame. Yeah, just also a little matchup against yeah, a yeah. little school in uh, Georgia. Luckily, yeah, we got right. little luckily, Catholic school up north. Luckily, we got that Florida, Northern Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> I think we might have also skipped the Auburn Clemson game. <laughs> Auburn Clemson in there. Yeah, we got that. That's they're actually this is Caleb's more. first go around the horn <laughs> yeah. in the SEC. Everybody, I'm so. still drunk from last night. Yes. Yeah. Give me a sure yes. is. You should sit next to this guy. Yeah. Yeah, it smells like a fucking brewery. It's terrible. Zima. I've been drinking Zima and Jolly Ranchers all night. <laughs> Fucked up. He really wanted to get that Indiana State game mentioned, but he didn't necessarily think the Clemson-Auburn I just want to give Auburn that Larry game. Bird shout-out. Uh, yeah. Auburn-Clemson, 12 against 5. Yeah, let's make a pick on this one, guys. Auburn-Clemson, 12 against 5. I'm going to be defending national championship. Based on what I saw Justin highlights from the Auburn game, I'm going to go say Clemson. Okay. Yeah. Caleb, what do you think? I'm going to go Clemson on this one also. Okay. Dabo's a man of Jesus, too. You know, he probably calls hookers also. (laughs) Paul, what do you think? Auburn. Uh Uh-huh. He he loves the SEC. All right. So, uh, Georgia, 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 I think this could be interesting because uh, two perennially 
overrated teams. Yeah. Two perennial uh, fan bases who believe their team is and going Notre to be Dame a lot is not better. ranked actually, which is kind of surprising. After just, going zero and twelve last year, yeah, they kind of <laughs> they usually start them off in the you know in the top ten, no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. We mentioned Barrett Salee picked them to go undefeated last year, and I don't think they won a game. Well, it's like Barrett Salley hasn't got his hand on the pulse of college football or something, Brent. <laughs> they are a really good football team. No, oh, Paul. God, no, they're yeah. not. He's talking about Georgia, right? Yeah. No, I Either think he was way, talking Paul. about Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. Paul, who do you think is going to win this game? Georgia. Yeah, yeah thank you, There Paul. you go. Colin? I think we're all in agreement with Paul. Georgia, uh, yeah, I'm picking Georgia. I'm going Georgia. Yeah. All right. Well, that gets us to our final game, I guess, which is Missouri versus South Carolina. Fellas, I was going to pick Missouri. At about ten thirty Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, yep. Had it all. Had that pick already. Ready to go. <laughs> but not Fuck anymore. You, Paul. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what do you think? I'm, I'm telling you what. I after seeing uh, South Carolina's offense and uh, this defense, I don't know. It's hard to pick because the reason this is a hard game is because mm-hmm. I have yet to see a Mizzou offense do this to an SEC team. Yeah. Because even when they were piling up yards against Tennessee, they rarely they didn't get near as many touchdowns as they should have. You know they. They, it was a track meet in between the 20s, mm-hmm. and then they kind of slowed down the red zone. So I'm going to go with South Carolina and hope with every part of my bean that I'm wrong. But uh, I, I like that bet. Yeah, I figured you would, Paul. Mm-hmm. But I mean, unless unless Missouri can do this, I mean, the defense is going to stop unless it's unless Missouri can keep the track meet going against an SEC opponent. I'm not optimistic. Hot garbage. Yeah, thank you, Paul. <laughs> thank you, Paul. Hot hot garbage. Absolutely. Hot garbage. Yeah. So uh, Caleb, what are your thoughts? I'm going to pick Missouri in this one just because I think they can score more points than South Carolina can. I don't God think bless it, you. I know. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm probably wrong. I just think they'll put up enough points, and you'll have one of those. It's be a turnover here, a turnover there, like back in the day when pick Brown and pick a ball off and you can win a game. <laughs> Not so, sure about that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going down to that. They they can score more points than South Carolina can. All right, Brigham, you're the tiebreaker. <sighs> I got to go with South Carolina. Yeah. I, after what I saw last Saturday, I can't pick Missouri. And the scary thing to me, guys, something we haven't mentioned, fucking Purdue gave Louisville a game last you know, last night. I, I think this, this season could be a disaster, and it could be the end of the Odom administration. I tweeted out last Well, I'll tell you what, yes. if this season is a disaster, it should be the end of the Odom administration. Yeah, well, I mean, I said it, it could easily turn into – Odom could turn into Kim Anderson. You know, oh, it's, that could be what this is. I hate to say it, but I'm I'm going to pick South Carolina because I, I, we can't stop anyone. So we've seen problems in the past, and we're like, well, maybe they can turn it around in the week of practice. They can't turn shit around in a week. You can't turn around the fact that your defensive backs are slow. No. You know, there's no turning that around. Well, and I don't think you're going to make AC smart all of a sudden either. No. And uh, like I said, if the one thing I'll say about our defense is like, you can conceivably get the linebackers to stop biting on every play action, every misdirection. I mean, you could, I mean, I think part of what happened in the second half too was the fucking linebackers just realized like, oh, they, they run people around back there to confuse me. I'm not going to bite on every fucking thing they do. I mean, because in the first half, everything, they just, you know, oh, the guy's running left. So I'm going to chase him all the way to that sideline and they'd run the play to the right. And it's just like, well, we got fucked. So, I mean, you can improve those sorts of things, but yeah, I mean, is that going to be a big enough improvement to make this defense go from a team that gave up, you know, 40 points to an FCS opponent to something good? Don't no, that's going to compete in the SEC. Don't forget no. the performance-enhancing drugs Barry's going to get. <laughs> Brennan's peed all over that parade. Yeah. It sounded. Well, maybe yeah. he'll find some member berries and they can remember how to play well. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, we'll go for that. Yeah. So I think that that is uh, it's it's a loss. Paul, what do you think about the game? Who's going to win? South Carolina. 
Yeah, that's obvious. Now, I will say this. SEC Nation is coming to uh, Columbia. In Columbia. Well, I mean, Paul, are you going to come to Columbia? Because I, I don't know if you still do that. Are he you? does. He does, doesn't he? Don't you, Paul? There are a lot of places I would really like to visit in this country that I've never been to. Missouri, not high on my list. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh man. So brutal to us, Paul. But yeah, so I think it'll be ugly. Um, I hope I'm wrong. Let's just say that. I, yeah. I hope. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I don't expect to be. And maybe I'm just get after the four and eight season. Maybe I'm just like preparing myself, girding myself for yeah. being disappointed. But uh, I don't. See how I you're like I'm certainly not going to put money on that. You're like a jilted lover. Yeah. All right. That'll wrap up the uh, around the horn for the SEC this week. We're Colin. Why don't you put uh, Paul away? Thanks for joining us, Paul. Adios. Thank you, Mizzou Cast Podcast. <laughs> you're, you're welcome, Paul. <laughs> welcome, as always. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That has been the fine bot. The fine bot. Yes, that's believe. right. Get out of here, Paul. <laughs> okay. Adios. This was Around the Horn with the SEC. So let's take our final break of the day and then wrap this sucker up and uh, yeah, give out some awards. Give out some awards. All right. This is Mizzou Cast. I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No, our blades are f***ing great. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. And now the show with even fewer fans than the Kansas Jayhawks homecoming game, the Mazzotcast. And we're back, and we're going to give out a few awards today. The first time in the year we can do that. Let's start out with our Douche of the Week award. Colin, who's your candidate for this week's Douche of the Week? Gosh, I don't know. Who do you got, Brennan? Well, I mean, there's always douches. I think one of the first douches I would say would be the official who gave the excessive celebration yeah. penalty to uh, the Crawford. crew was pretty bad, pretty though. douchey. Yeah, but I think um, an unheralded candidate that we should talk about is the new spectacle that Mizzou athletics added to the uh, game during the Missouri waltz portion of the uh, fanfare during the timeouts was a uh, inflatable tiger they put in the end zone named Waltz, mm-hmm. who was a clear knockoff of a uh, little red the. Uh, Corn yeah. Huskers sure, blow sure. up doll, and he has one trick, which is he bounces around, falls down, and then flips up on his head and continues to bounce around. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that was stupid about it is the guy who was inside the suit and was supposed to flip around to do that struggled a little bit, it looked like to me, and it looked like the inflatable tiger was just fucking the ground in the end zone. <laughs> he did. He looked like he was... <laughs> if you're going to have an inflatable doll, you should be able to fuck it. Yeah. It should be <laughs> first good, on the list. That's a very good point, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. So Waltz was an embarrassment. Yeah, and, it's a shame that so much of our, our listeners probably watched the game on television and didn't get to see a giant inflatable mascot make love to the turf. Your tax money pays for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was embarrassing. And like I said, Bush League, and so I, that's my candidate. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, Waltz, you are uh, this week's TJ Mo Douche of the Week. Douche of the Week. And congratulations. And on the other side of that coin, Colin, we have a big award. It's time, Britton. Mm-hmm. It's time to name a player who is as majestic and beautiful as the flowing blonde locks of Mizzou's favorite all-time quarterback. Now it's time for Kirk Farmer's hair, 
Player of the game. A small, a little caveat here, Brendan, before we get we name that player, mm-hmm. I'd like to let everyone know that Caleb Bumgard is the individual who coined the uh, Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game name. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice well, you done, Caleb. Well, thanks to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, candidates. Obviously, we had Drew Locke with seven touchdowns, uh, yeah. 500 yards passing. Basically, everyone in the, in the wide receiving core. Mm-hmm. Running yeah. backs. Yeah. yeah, the running backs. Yeah, I mean, the tight ends didn't have big enough numbers to, mm-hmm. to be thrown in there, but Blanton had a good game. The new tight end, whose last name, we're just going to call him O. Yeah, yeah because it's, it's a gigantic I was going to ask Coach Odom how he pronounces that, but I got to <laughs> Oh, I wish you would have. <laughs> boy, he calls him boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, one thing's clear. It won't be anyone on the defense. Well, I think you almost certainly have to give it to Drew Locke. I mean, he mm-hmm. basically shattered every rec- passing record that the first single game that Mizzou has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's got the hair as well. Yeah, you know, he, almost I mean, doesn't not, need, he almost doesn't need Kirk Farmer's hair. Mm, Brennan. Let's, Everybody needs Kirk that's Farmer's not, hair. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you, Caleb. That's no. nobody needs. That's that's a stretch. I mean, mm-hmm. I like Drew Locke as much as the next guy, but uh, nothing rivals Kirk Farmer's hair. Drew Locke, you are week one's Kirk Farmer's hair player of the game. So congratulations to him. Colin, uh, one thing that we heard over the weekend that we haven't talked about is uh, A.J. Logan, who is uh, now, we found out, suspended for six games mm-hmm. uh, following the NCAA investigations from the uh, the Kumar lady. Yeah, who, apparently uh, the, check ba- the check bouncing nutball who uh, helped cheat for a Missouri football player. Apparently, we now know who that football player was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently it is A.J. Logan. <laughs> and uh, I think our suspicion was he was banging her. Well, and truthfully, fans, if... Um, AJ Logan is your starting D tackle. It's a pretty good indication that we might not be running the defense we want to be running. Mm-hmm. We might be running the Devonte Cross shit defense because yeah. when they had Hatley and AJ Logan right there in the middle last year, and you saw players like oh, let's say Terry Beckner Jr. sitting on the sidelines, it was a pretty good indication that they were not running a four down line and get to the quarterback style of defense. So the mm-hmm. fact that uh, AJ Logan. If he was there, I wish he was because it would be like, oh, that's another good indication that we might be trying this fucking stopgap bullshit again. Mm -hmm. Another thing we haven't talked about is the fact that Cam Hilton got that targeting call. Mm -hmm. He'll be out the first half of the game against South Carolina, which doesn't improve our odds. So A.J. Logan's out. Cam Hilton's out for a half on a defense that needs all the help they can get. Well, and very early on, I remember cursing at Cam Hilton because he got roasted a couple times very early on just by being simply completely out of position. Mm -hmm. And I thought... He's supposed to be one of our better players. He's supposed to be experienced. He's supposed to be know, know where the fuck he's supposed to be, and he isn't. The freshman over here, number eleven, Jordan, whatever the fuck his name Ulmer. is, Ulmer. You know, I can, I can kind of incorrect. <laughs> I can kind of excuse that, but uh, you know, Mister Hilton, you're supposed to be better than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the- lastly, we have to talk about the celebration. Yeah, we league. we mentioned it uh, during the Douche of the Week award, but uh, there was a. Uh, national made national news. What a terrible, terrible call this was. Demario Crockett rolled off like a 76-yard touchdown run, dove into the end zone, and was immediately flagged for excessive celebration yeah. for diving. And it was complete bullshit and took points off the board. It was insane. It was a horrible, horrible call. Well, and I saw in the news they were reading the specific rule, and they were like, you really have to kind of stretch it and Massage. make it your own to call that excessive celebration, even if there wasn't somebody directly behind him chasing him, yeah. which is what everybody's saying. It's like, he doesn't know who's behind him. He just he's just ran 76 yards at a full sprint. He's just trying to get, get to the end zone. his legs taken out. I mean, yeah, I mean it's, it's ridiculous. And Caleb, you mentioned right before we started the segment that that 
official had his hand on his hip the entire time. I mean, he was at the ready. He's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. please just do anything, anything to let me throw this flag at you for being celebratory. <laughs> yeah. And that's what people were bitching about. It's like, oh, God forbid we have fun at yeah. a football game. Yep. Fucking no well, fun. Even the pricks. NFL this year has loosened the grip on celebrations. They like have rules, but they're like, okay, we're going to drop back. Again. We, we don't want this no fun league yeah. moniker. So we're going to let you guys do a little something. And mm-hmm. the NCAA is like, fuck that. We're doubling down. Yeah. Don't dive into the end zone. <laughs> no Celebration Athletic Association. Nope. There we go. That's their moniker. No, I've way to coin it, Bernard. <laughs> Thanks. I'm pretty proud of myself. That guy probably should be the douche of the week, right? Well, we talked about it, but yeah, uh, you know, you know, I mean, we'll I, give it to Waltz. Um, <laughs> well, the, I mean, that wasn't the only bad call. I mean, there was a fumble, Demerico Crockett fumble, that they actually ruled that he was down. Then it went to that replay. It, that was the wrong call. It was actually And they went to replay. Missouri knew that it was a wrong call, so they snapped the ball really fast. After the ball had been snapped, which is yeah, for two full seconds, which kills the opportunity to do a replay, they blew the whistle and blew the play dead, and then went to reverse the call. So they got it wrong twice. Yeah, I don't think anybody in the stadium or Barry Odom or anybody else was upset with the call. What they were upset with is that once you snap the ball, you can't review anymore. Mm-hmm. We'd snap the ball. Drew Locke had taken two steps backwards and handed it off to a running back. This is how much play had taken place before the fucking whistle blew. It was insane. And it's as much vitriol and fire I've seen out of Drew Locke his entire career because mm-hmm. he was right over the officials being like, what are you doing? You can't yeah. do that, you know? Yeah, well, keep in mind, it's week one for terrible officials, too. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to our first ever show of the new 2017 season. It could be a long one. Yes. <laughs> so if you're a new listener, <gasps> do us a favor and give us an iTunes review. Send us your emails. Send us your tweets, and we'll read them on the show. Hopefully, this is the last we hear of Caleb because Brian will recover oh, from yeah, his tremendous sure. injuries. Be, yeah, be, you know, you're gonna have to find something else to do, I, Caleb. I, I hope the White Walkers don't get him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we but, already talked about him having grayscale. <laughs> that's right. But uh, we'll come back again with a midweek show. Hopefully, we have some good guests for you from the uh, South Carolina guys, and then uh, some uh, Mizzou perspective as the week goes along. But mm-hmm. until then, I'll have to say M I Z Z O U. See you guys. <laughs>